Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome to Money Tips. Well, I've said today, uh, I, I was actually in London today and looking at some properties and the agents there are reporting that uh, things are quite busy and properties it has been slow in August, as you'd expect, but things are picking up. And I, I saw a headline today that there's a, a mortgage price war, which is, is another thing that's fueling the fire and helping to propel properties to, to record price levels to record valuation levels up actually seven percent on august 2020 so it has dipped slightly from the the peak of of, of a 12 or 13 percent depending on which survey you read rise up to around about june july when when we had this stamp duty holiday uh firing on all cylinders and everyone was rushing to beat that uh but but now they're, they're still busy and and the fact there is another stamp duty deadline at the end of this month where people can save up to two and a half thousand pounds on on stamp if they complete by uh, the end of this month in September, but prices seem to be busy in London, uh, and and the the the, the cheap uh, mortgage prices means that people can borrow more, or at least they have the confidence to borrow quite large sums of money, even first time buyers borrowing three four hundred thousand uh, pounds, which would have cost a fortune when I started on on a mortgage, um, and you know. And you've got things like Barclays and offering two-year fixed rates at 0.97%. That's less than 1% for a mortgage, 0.97%. Okay, it's only fixed for two years and it will it will change after that. Uh, but you've got similar deals from, uh, you know, Santander, HSBC, um, Halifax. You know, they're all offering very, very low rates. Uh, now, that, that will depend on the, the size of the deposit you're putting down. It won't be available on the higher loan-to-value mortgages. But, you know, it means that with a deposit maybe coming from the bank of mum and dad that, you know, young first time buyers can, you know, take quite hefty risks and borrow, you know, chunky sums to, to buy the property of their dreams. And I, I've noticed that London's offices are seem to be not back to normal levels, but they're certainly busy uh, as of the start of this week. You know, when most people come back off holidays, schools were back and, you know, employers i think are asking people to come back to the office they want people in the offices where they can be supervised and managed and motivated whatever way you want to look at it uh but you know perhaps working from home is great i mean people love it you know they can have their washing going in the background they can save on childcare. they don't have to travel but you know is that what the employer wants and i know when i was in business you certainly couldn't run the business that, that i was in from you know with remote workers you needed people there you needed that group dynamic that was going on. So, I mean, London Transport, LRT reported, I think it was a 20 or 25% jump in the number of passengers. And I, I've noticed it today, how many more people there are about and traveling around in London. So that could mean that, um, you know, prices of properties will again pick up as people think, well, they, they still need to live not far from their office. I know that last year people were you know, moving off to Devon and Cornwall and that sort of thing and thinking they can work from home forever. But maybe that's not the case. I, I don't know what will happen. 
but certainly uh you know flats and that sort of thing are you know, they're, they're selling again and, and I, I can see that yes you might have to uh, uh drop your price a bit but they seem to be selling and moving again which which is good news for the property market now another thing that's going to come in is i reported on this last week is that the government are looking to sort out this problem of social care and that means in this country we have a, a social care system which kind of started with the nhs after the war second world war i mean uh, and they had this cradle to grave system of looking after you from birth to 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 till you die uh, and this is the way it was put to the people. And it's it's a social care system uh, that, that will look after your health, your education, and, and, and even your, your care in later life. And it's worked very well up to now, but it's very, very expensive to run. It takes up most of the, the national budget. But it is in a bit of a crisis, and social care is in a bit of crisis. And, and several successive governments have tried to sort this out, and now... Boris Johnson said he's going to sort it out, but it will mean a 36 billion tax hike, uh, a new dividend tax, which could hit the, the stock market. This is a, a tax on the dividends you get from shares. Well, surely that's going to affect the, the price of shares. It will affect the, 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 the growth in your, your pension fund, your investment funds, your unit trust, your, your stock market ISAs. It will all be affected maybe by this dividend tax if it applies across the board. We don't know all the details yet. But also a rise in national insurance contributions. National insurance is, is an additional income tax in effect that was brought in to pay for the NHS and, and care and that sort of thing uh, many, many years ago. And it used to be a small tax. Now it seems to be growing. Uh, certainly when I was in business, I remember it going up, I think, from 10 to 11 percent, which was like a 10 percent rise, really. An employer has to pay on top of that. The employer pays national insurance on behalf of of uh, the workers so it's a tax on employers as well uh, whereas if you just put the basic rate of tax up the income tax then it would just be paid for but uh, by the employee but they a lot of his uh, boris johnson's backbenchers are not happy about it uh, and a lot of people on the left feel that uh, you know workers today are paying for people that are already retired and maybe better off than them but you've got to give and take you know uh, young people may feel that well, why should I pay for care for somebody who's retired and has got a house when I've got all this student debt and I haven't got much money and I can't afford a house? But then the taxes that people paid over the over the past 40 years, maybe, have also paid for education. They paid for hospitals and, and, and schools and roads and, and this sort of thing. And, and all these taxes are paid and they go into the system. There's no money saved from that. It's just spent. And that's the same thing with pensions, state pensions and social care. So at present, um, if you have assets over a certain amount, you, you would have to sell your house if you were taken into care in, in later in life. And, and now the new proposed system seems to suggest that those with assets between 20 and 100,000 will have to pay towards their, their care. Now, some of you in, in parts of the world, like Asia, for instance, might be thinking, what are, what are you all talking about? You know, uh, well... Well, yeah, in, in some countries, people look after their elderly. This seems to have stopped here in the last 50 years with this with this state care system. And uh, more and more people are going into homes or having care at home paid for by the local authority. But there's just not enough money in the system to pay for all this. We know that our taxes don't really cover what the country spends every year. 
Uh, there's no oil money. There's no, uh, you know, there's not much oil money coming in now. So, you know, we've, we've sold off our family state, uh, family silver or our state assets. You know, we've sold off the power companies, the water companies, uh, the telecom, British telecom was, it was a, a government owned asset at one time, <clears throat> as was British gas. So we've sold off all those assets. There's not much else to sell. Um, so where is the money going to come from? Yeah, yeah, we can generate taxes and we, we want the economy to grow to generate those taxes. But generally, we've been spending more than we, we earn for a, for a long time. So you as an individual, if you were spending more than you earned and, and each year you were going further into overdraft or you were borrowing money to keep going or you're borrowing on credit cards, it, it would eventually come home to roost and you would run out of money as the debts went up and up and up. So this is what's been happening uh, to, to governments, not just in, in the UK, but in, in the West in general, as uh, maybe Western economies have, uh, I don't know, maybe gone into a bit of decline. Uh, maybe that's part of the, the problem as, as the, the rise in Asia and the East uh, comes as, as the West is, is the mature economies of the West have slowed down a bit, or certainly the growth is not there. You know, we're not conquering lands anymore. We're not uh, exporting to the world because we've got competition from China, from Korea, from, from many other countries. So it's, it's getting harder and harder and more competitive to keep growing and growing. So therefore, uh, th there's, there's not enough money in the system to pay for everyone and to just say, well, let, let the state look after me. So taxes will have to go up. And I think this will apply in other countries. You know, in France, we've had riots when uh, the government suggested cutting back on pensions by maybe increasing the state retirement age. I think they retired about age 30 in France. No, it's not, not quite 30, maybe 60, 58, something like that. And they wanted to increase it. And there's been riots on the streets, literally. Here in the UK, we write to our newspapers. We complain in the pub. And uh, we, we, we might even phone up a radio phone-in show and complain about it. But we, we don't normally go out and riot in the streets as, as, they, as they do in France. That's just a, a flat, perhaps a difference in the culture here. We just have a moan or we might write to our MP if we get round to it. But nothing much changes. So this, this whole system of an ageing population living longer and longer uh, just doesn't add up. The social care system is, in fact, broken. If you, if you look at it, they're... they're putting sticky plasters on, if you pardon the pun, to, to keep it all going. But, you know, the amount of money they pour into the NHS just isn't enough because the more they pour into it, the more, uh, you know, costs go up and treatments, the cost of treatments go up and, and, the, more, and the more they bring in new treatments, which are more and more expensive, the more new drugs are developed. And, you know, treatments that people couldn't get on the NHS now are being given on the NHS, like like even a sex change on the NHS, or reduce your your weight by having a, an operation to reduce the size of your belly, um, or put in a, a, a some device to stop you a gastric belt and all these sorts of things. all these things were not around a few years ago. The, the NHS just treated sick people, so um, I, I think that there's whatever you put into the NHS is never will be will never be enough, and. The main problem, of course, is that the ratio of working people to retired people has has changed and will change over the next few years. And this is why the government has, has taken action on increasing the state pension age. So a lot of people now thought they were retiring at, at uh, 65. Now we'll retire at 67. 
Uh, a lot of women who were supposed to retire at 60, that was the, the, the deal in those days. Women retired at 60, even though they lived longer, and men retired at 65. So that didn't make sense, but they've equalised that now. But now a lot of women are complaining. They're going to they're sue the government you know, because they, they feel they're unfairly treated. But in effect, the, you know, there's not enough money because there's no pension fund with your name on it. There's no little pot of money with your name on it. So when I get to my retirement age, I won't have this pot of money with Charles Kelly written on it. They're just paying my pension out of other people's taxes, the national insurance contribution, for instance, and income taxes. So it's a giant Ponzi scheme. The money comes in, they pay uh, the returns out of new money coming in. But if the new money runs out or slows down, then the system is is effectively broken. And, you know, like, like what happened with Bernie Madoff, he went to jail and he died in jail because he, he, he ripped off so many people with his Ponzi scheme. But the government are doing the same thing in, 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 the, in America, in, in Europe. In fact, the problem is worse in, in countries like Germany, Italy and France because they, they have... Uh, even bigger pensions to pay out. They have uh, very long-lived populations. They live longer and longer. I mean, I, mean, I know people who are 95 who play golf once a week. You know, he, he looks like he could go on to 105, this guy. He's in our Rotary Club. I know, I know several people in their 80s are still active. You know, they're, they're walking every day. They're riding bikes, you know. And this, this didn't happen before. When they designed the state pension age, they thought people might live one, two to five years into retirement. And, you know, everybody smoked. So that killed off millions of people with cancer. And they, even though they weren't told it caused cancer, uh, they had a few wars to keep keep population down. Now, what happens now? People are just living longer and longer. They're, they're eating healthier and that sort of thing. So therefore, there will never be enough money to pay for this. So what did uh, the, the, the Labour government in, under the Blair year said, right, we know what the answer is. We'll just increase immigration. We'll bring in new people from... Uh, you know, from from India, from Pakistan, from Asia, from Africa, we'll bring them in to, to work, to, to give the, the, the worker ratio a higher boost so that you've got more workers to retired people. And then when Europe opened up, they said, yes, let's 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 increase the population from Europe, from the European Union countries, the new countries that came in, Poland, Romania, the, the, all those countries, Hungary, and millions of people came in. So So that has, in effect, boosted the tax take. But what will happen to those people when, when they come to retirement? They, they will need supporting as well. You can't just keep pulling more and more people into the country just to pay for those people who are retiring. So that's what makes it a bit of a Ponzi scheme in, in, in effect. Uh, so that's my uh, Ponzi scheme rant on pensions. But something needs to be done. And, and the government is right to tackle this. But I know whatever they do, a lot of people will not be happy about it. It's going to upset upset either... Uh, the elderly or the young people or the people in the middle or the people who've saved hard to build up assets. Uh, it, it won't, you can't please all the people all the time, as they say. Uh, but, but in this case, it, it will be the people, the, hit, the people who will be hit most really are the people who, who, who scrimp and save and buy their house, as opposed to the people who say, well, I want a council house and I'm, I'm going to let everyone else look after me. And when I retire, if I haven't got enough money, the state will provide for me. Believe it or not, I heard a lot of people say this. If you went to people with a certain mentality and you said, well, you're not saving enough for retirement, you're, how are you going to retire? And they said, well, the state will look after me. And if you say to them, well, you haven't got any life insurance. What about your wife and children if, if you die? And he'd say, well, you know, let the government look after them. And, and, and they meant it. They were serious about it. And, and his wife was sitting opposite him 
Going, yeah, yeah, I suppose the government will look after us. Uh, so people have that mentality. But the people who save and the people who work hard to buy their properties, they are the people who are going to be hit with, with these new taxes. And that, that's the way it always is. You know, the, the government and commentators say everyone should pay their fair share. Well, yeah, <laughs> but if you've worked hard, why, why should you give it all away and, and let half of it go back to the state when, when you die? That seems to be this inheritance tax is, is something that's come in in the last hundred years. You know, but is, is that really fair that people who've worked hard and built up assets should just give half of it away to, to the government to then spend on other things? Well, in, in my opinion, no. Taxes should be lower. That would give an incentive to people to work harder and harder if, if taxes are low and, and really fair. And bear in mind, the lower pay don't pay much tax. It, as a percentage, they pay a much lower level of tax than someone on higher rates of tax. Why? Because the first £12,000 of their income is not even taxed. They pay no tax on that. So someone on minimum wage is hardly paying into the system. So someone who comes here to work uh, from Europe in, in, a, in, a, in a coffee bar is not paying that much tax. If they're on very low wages, they're hardly paying any tax into the system. So this idea that uh, immigration automatically boosts the economy is actually a falsehood. Yes, higher, higher levels of immigration uh, in terms of you know, bringing in people, doctors, lawyers, science, scientists, uh, nurses, you know, they pay taxes. They, they will contribute to the system. But having people coming in to do lower paid work doesn't make sense. And that's why most countries exclude uh, low skilled, lower paid jobs from their immigration programs. It's, it's natural. We all want the brightest and best. We all want those people that would contribute to the economy and build it up. OK, so that's enough about my 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 rant on that. But Bear in mind, wherever you are in the world, I think taxes are higher taxes are coming to pay for the, the billions and trillions that they've printed in the last few years, because that also has to be paid back. That's going to take years to pay back. So higher taxes are definitely on the way. Now, can you uh, do anything about this? If, if you find that you're struggling and you, you, you can't really make any extra money, you, you're saving as much as you can. You've listened to my programs on the Smart Money Manager and you've, you've done all you can to to save money, what can you do to generate more income? Well, one way is to, to generate a side income online. And I, I, I've i noticed that kids are very good at, at creating videos and doing things on online, putting up posts, building up their followers. And some have made quite a tidy sum of it. Some some children are, are YouTube millionaires. Um, some a lot, a lot of kids are, are making money online. So can you make money from social media? Well, yeah, yes. The answer is yes. I know that I didn't grow up using IT computers uh, in my day in school, which is not that long ago. We, we used books and exercise books and uh, the, the, the teacher wrote on a blackboard with chalk. And if you talked in class, they threw the chalk at you. <laughs> what are you doing, Kelly? Shut up. You know, threw the chalk. Now, that would be against my rights. I could take I could send him to prison for that now. Not really. But anyway, uh, yes, you can learn these things. You, you can learn, even though uh, kids are, are very good at these sorts of things, there's no reason why it's not a learnable skill. And you can not only learn how to, to use social media, but you can learn how to make money on social media. You can learn right now how to stop wasting time on social media and start making money on instead. And in fact, um, a mentor of mine, uh, a guy called Paul O'Mahony, wrote a book about it, Rethink Social Media, where he talks about making money on social media. It's a very good book, but I, I'd say you don't have to read all of this, right? It's hundreds of pages. 
and uh, you know it's it's it's, a, it's not an easy read. Um, I'm not promoting the book very well, actually, am I? But it, it's it's a good book. But instead of doing that, why don't you watch a free web class that he's put on? That is it's effectively like the movie of the book, if you like. And it, with the free web class, you can learn in 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 a condensed set in you know in an hour or two. You can learn what he said here and how to start making money on social media instead of just wasting time on social media. So what you can learn is how to use the time you're already spending on the internet to build up a digital business in your spare time without the financial risk of running a physical business or or giving up your job. You can learn how to sell products if you if you already have a product that you sell on a physical basis or you can learn how to to find products to sell online without any risk of you having to buy stock or inventory. You can use the exact strategy that Paul used to, to, to make his first million. And I know that he's made several millions since then. He's, he's making a fortune. He quit his job uh, permanently. So now he's financially free. Um, as I am, I, I don't work for anyone. I work for me. Uh, and, you know, you can discover all of this in the, in the, in the free web class. So, so who will this benefit? This will benefit people who've, who maybe own a business or people who want to own a business, but not quite sure how to do that. And don't want to take the risk of quitting their job. Don't quit your job. Don't even think about it. Keep your job until your business is making more money than your 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 regular salary. Anyone who's serious about building a profitable online business on the side. And if you're tired of wasting time, I mean, you know, on social media, I know the first thing in the morning we pick up our phones, don't we? And we start checking our messages. We start checking Facebook and checking uh, Instagram and Snapchat and, you know, whatever, TikTok, you name it, it's there. And you can spend hours doing this. But Paul is going to show you a way of how to make money instead of just watching other people. Most of them are making money because you're you're looking at their ads. You're looking at their posts. You're clicking on their things. You're buying their products. You're making them money. Well, how about start making money yourself? You don't need a website. You don't even need to, to invent your own product. You don't need to become a mad inventor in your garage, invent the next big thing. All the products are there. And the audiences are there. Uh, there's billions of people online. We know that online trading, online uh, shopping has been going up exponentially year on year. And especially during the lockdown, of course. And we know how much uh, the, the share prices of, of all the, the the tech giants in, in Silicon Valley have gone up. You know, they've made billions and billions during during the lockdown because people are buying more stuff online. So why don't you get in on the act? Um you know, Amazon doesn't. Amazon is there to help small traders actually get out there and start uh, trading online. That's just one example. Spotify, uh, not Spotify, Shopify, uh, other other companies like Groupon. They encourage you to get online and sell your goods online. That's just one strategy, by the way. It doesn't mean you have to become an Amazon person. But I'm just giving you an example that these these big companies make money by uh, opening their doors to to. People like you and I that just want to get online and start trading, but don't know quite how. And, and you know, you don't have to build your own website. You don't have to own, have your own shop. You don't have to do these things. You can sell digital products without even selling physical products. So there's there's 101 strategies you can go into. And in this free web class, Paul will show you how to, to get started. So have a look at that. I've, I've put a link there below. Uh, do it now. Don't Don't delay this because this could change your life. So, so rather than say, well, I'll do that tomorrow, I'll do that next week, just register for it. Or you can watch it right away. And I, I, I guarantee it will blow your mind. It will change the way you think about things. And, and instead of watching other people make money online and on social media, you can start making my, money on social media yourself. So thanks for listening. Click on the link below 
and really it will change your life. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 